What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back. We have our first Citizen 40 episode, and this time we are talking about the basics of And I'm not going to be going into all of it. I'm going to be going into a lot of it. Um, but this is where I start talking about some stuff. So I started my journey was it with Weight Watchers about 60 pounds ago and maybe what, 10, 15 years ago. Um, Weight Watchers wasn't great, right? But what it forced me to do was really focus on healthy foods. And if, if I wanted to have any type of substantial food intake throughout the day, um, Eating healthy foods uh, was the only way to do that. If I wanted to eat a cheesecake, that's pretty much all I would eat the rest of the day because that was all the points I had. And guess what happens if you only eat cheesecake during the day? You really don't feel that great. (laughs) So I didn't want to continue doing that. I did that a few times and I learned obviously the hard way, but that's the only way you learn, right? Um, But eating all that good food um, really, you know, led me to having the energy to work out more and having the motivation to work out more and sustain that motivation to work out more. Um, so that's led me to believe overall that, you know, over these years of working on my nutrition and just working on being better nutrition, you know, has, uh, really been the key focus. And I plan to bring that back into focus and I have been for sure. Um, so I wanted to talk about a few key topics. Uh, there's a lot of things when we talk about this physical bucket, right? So we have that pyramid, where, you know, I don't know if it's a pyramid, it's more like little buckets. You have the physical bucket, you have emotional, you have mental, you have um, nutrition. Uh, So inside of this physical bucket, I'd say we have exercise, nutrition, and sleep, right? That's what we're looking at when we talk about the physical side of optimizing our, our daily lives. We have typically, you know, exercise, nutrition, and sleep. So could be missing one. Um, again, yes, we have mental, physical, emotional, meditation, yogas, but I'm really thinking of it more uh, kind of in those really core physical um, uh, pillars, I guess, so to speak. And that's just how I see it. And I'm sure other people see it differently. But um, yeah, my show, so I guess we'll do it my way. <laughs> Anywho, um, I really think, you know, if you're not eating well, then your nutrition, then your your workout, workouts are not going very well. And if you're not eating well, like, have you ever not eaten well and had great sleep? Probably not, right? And usually not, actually. And I think almost always not. So for good reason. And we can go over that too. Uh, but that's why I think starting with strong nutrition is really going to help if you're working to get into your best, um, best shape ever, right? In all areas, uh, working on your nutrition is really going to get you there. So um, we want to understand metabolic changes, right? When we're aging. And there's a few different points I, I wrote down, nine of them here. Uh, as we age, you know, our metabolic rate is going to naturally slow and we're going to, it's going to slow down, you know, due to factors like muscle mass loss and hormonal changes. Uh, what this reduction means is that our bodies are going to be burning fewer calories at rest, which is going to con- contribute naturally to weight gain and a loss of energy. Uh, as well, which is pretty common uh, once you get in. You see that all the time, actually, uh, with older adults. So nutritional adjustment adjustments are really crucial um, because the same type of calorie intake that you're taking when you're younger, in your 20s, teens, 20s, even early 30s sometimes, can lead to weight gain or nutritional imbalances as we age. And so we really want to start taking notice of what we're putting into our bodies because you just don't have what you used to have, right? You you really shouldn't be eating the way you did when you were 18 years old because 
your body just doesn't, it's the metabolic rate isn't there anymore, right? You're not going to burn that, right? And you don't need it. You really don't. You'll, you'll find that out once you start resetting and, and eating appropriately. So some strategies uh, to, you know, boost your metabolic health that I've um, kind of taken throughout the years. Increasing lean protein intake is huge. I It's really big for muscle mass retention and enhancing, you know, quality calorie burning. I, every morning, will take uh, the collagen protein, about 20 grams of it, and I start my day every every day that way. Um, I just, it's clean, lean protein, and I'm not starving, you know, mid-morning. Uh, I, I still have a good chunk of energy, um, and my body appreciates it, I think, when I'm giving it something after a, a long night of sleep. And, and really, it's sleep is is not totally rest for your body. Your body works during sleep, right? So you need that protein. Um, strength gaining exercises, right? So strength training exercises, I should say, to really help rebuild that muscle. Um, that's going to help boost your metabolism as well. So you want to make sure you're doing that. Adding spicy foods. Some people find that helps, um, green teas that has some nice caffeine in it. Um, the grana extract, that's just a derivative of caffeine as well, really to help, uh, temporarily boost your metabolic rate. It can do that as well. And then eating smaller frequent meals, will help increase your metabolism. If you're, a lot of people will eat like a late breakfast or even an early breakfast and then a a mid-morning breakfast um, and then a, uh, you know, noon and then mid-afternoon, late afternoon dinner. And they find that if they do that in smaller quantities, your metabolism is always burning, right? And so you find that that's a way to keep it moving uh, and active. I, I have actually also subscribed a little bit more recently to intermittent fasting, which it's, it's almost like a daily fasting and it's rarely fasting. I will say that, but I used to eat first thing in the morning. I do, I guess I do take the protein intake, right. With my protein shake, um, and the elements, the nutrients that I add into that. But other than that, um, I used to eat like cereal or I used to make a breakfast. Um, I find that I don't need that. And I do feel much better working out on an empty stomach. And I do that first thing in the morning. If you're working out later in the morning, it gets a little difficult. But uh, working out in an empty stomach, um, first thing in the morning, after you've obviously you know had your your fluid intake, um, that helps. Uh, is nice. I actually like it. So and, and you know, other than that, I don't have to really eat until later in the day. So I can you know really have my meals between like twelve and six. And I find that the body, at least for me, it's worked pretty well. But there's different concepts and that's really, you know, each body is different. Uh, the intermittent fasting is one way to do it. And the, or you can do small frequent meals throughout the day. And I've done both. I actually have recently started to prefer intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is also just easier because you're not eating as much. So <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, that's just my opinion. I try and make things easy to make it work, right? That's just my strategy. So number two, uh, macro micronutrients and in your diet. So obviously protein, what we just talked about for combating muscle loss and promoting recovery is really important. Again, I I think, you know, I'll take that protein and I'll work out pretty shortly later and the protein's still working its way into muscles that have just worked out and need that type of nutrient to repair itself and and all that good stuff. So that's certainly one. Uh, For bone health, um, calcium and vitamin D, I take, uh, I do take supplements for that. And also for B vitamins, making sure that you're getting a lot of those, whether it's through natural foods, 
um, or in supplementation for cognitive function and energy production. I mean, definitely B vitamins you want to have. And then omega-3 fatty acids. A lot of people, you know, there's a a time when people were running away from fats, but the omega-3s are great for anti-inflammatory properties, especially I find after working out, I take a few of those and it's really helpful as well, um, along with CBD. And then heart health benefits also. Um, So, Really important uh, to look at that. And then hydration. Number three is hydration. I mean, guys, if you're not drinking water, uh, one thing I find is first thing in the morning, I slam that huge 40 ounce, um, well, it's around 30, 40 ounces of water with the collagen protein. I have um, some salt, orange salt packets in there as well. I also put some creatine in there. Um, I wash that down with some of my vitamins and then I may or may not uh, I usually will wait on the vitamins actually recently because it's been upsetting my stomach. Um, hopefully no TMI. Uh, but uh, I, I find vitamins mid-morning or late morning with that first meal or banana. First snack is is really good too. But hydration, you got to have it first thing in the morning. When I have my first glass of water um, and that goes in like within three to 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't know. The, I've never timed it. I should. But I just feel that pop. My brain starts working. The... Um, you know, that everything starts churning up there. And that's exactly what you want first thing in the morning. You don't really want to feel groggy ever. And so um, hydration in the morning is huge. It also helps you from uh, from essentially not hurting yourself. You need to be hydrated so your muscles uh, have the appropriate environment to, to do what they need to do and not hurt themselves as well. You just feel better. When you're hydrated, you feel better. So make sure you're doing that. Um, and then we're talking about like dietary restrictions. So we're talking about heart health, for example, we have bone density, digestive health, cognitive function. Um, so like heart health, for example, I, this is something I have interest in because I have high blood pressure. Um, with increasing age, you know, obviously your heart issues can grow as well, your risk of heart issues. So adopting like a lower sodium diet, um, you don't want those bad fats like the potato chip fats, the steak fats. You want good omega-3 fats. Steak, you know, honestly, steak could be good if it's from good pasture-raised cows or whatever with with good healthy fats inside of them. Um, Again, that's all stuff that a lot of of people are continuously debating, but something to consider uh, for sure. You want to have healthy fats, not the bad fats to manage your blood and blood pressure, cholesterol levels, all that stuff. I like an avocado every day. Um, Sometimes, you know, you can get it from eggs as well. I really like eating avocados, put some like a little bit of salt or pepper on it. And just it's a nice little snack throughout the day to get me my natural fats. Um, in that respect, I also supplement uh, with fish oil as well, just a small amount. Um, for bone density, obviously, you want to be eating your leafy greens, your vitamin D intake, right? Um, that's something that is a concern as we age. So make sure that you know, you're eating the right stuff there. And then digestive health. So, you know, legumes, fruits, vegetables, whole greens, um, fiber, like that is a big one because I don't think people realize it, especially when you're younger, um, (laughs) you do want to make sure that you have a healthy amount of fiber in your diet because if you don't, it is going to cause uh, digestive issues that are not fun, right? So um, definitely want to make sure you're taking care of your digestive health because just when you don't feel good, your stomach's like just not feeling great. It, that gut-brain connection, which is actually my next part, which I'm not going to really get into. We can talk about an entire, um, I'll just, yeah, we can talk about an entire episode on gut-brain connection. But like, it is so strong, right? I'll just integrate it now. <laughs> it is just like so strong. Um, 
you know, it helps with your immune system. It helps with your mental health. Uh, so you really want to consider fiber intake. You also want to consider probiotics, prebiotics, um, and, and also just a, a diet and rich fibers as well. It, it, it's, it's something that um, if you don't have a healthy gut-brain connection, we've been realizing it makes all the difference in how you optimize or can optimize your day-to-day. Uh, so huge, huge, huge. That for me personally has just been a, a huge boost, the gut-brain connection. Um, eating those rich antioxidant foods, again, is going to help with your, um, going to help with your cognitive function as well. That's the other thing we get cloudy, right? Like things get cloudy, we get tired, we got to increase those energy levels, help with, um, keeping our clarity and in our cognitive function also. And, you know, speaking of, you know, eating well, um, you also want to sleep well, right? You want to eat well to sleep well, right? And we, we sleep is a whole nother thing of aging, right? It's a whole, or just living an optimal life. But if you don't eat well, you, I mean, how many times have you eaten like a pizza and then an hour later go to sleep? And what is your sleep like after that? Maybe when you're like in your twenties or, you know, in your 18 or twenties, like you just don't even care. You can do whatever you want. Right. But when you start to, when you start to, your body gets, gets picky when you get in your thirties and forties. Right. And, and, and so I would even say it can happen sooner than that. Like even in your twenties, your body starts getting picky. Right. And, and, uh, you want to make sure that you're supplementing to get the right sleep. Because again, we know if you don't get the right sleep, obviously you're not going to be functional the next day or as, or as optimal as you could be. So, um, there's, there's a lot of things you can do, like warm milk. People do almonds and walnuts. They're known for melatonin and magnesium, um, improving sleep quality. Uh, kiwis have, um, have serotonin content, my understanding. So those could be helpful as well if you eat those throughout the day. Uh, tart cherry juice has been known to increase the melatonin levels. And fatty fish, the, the, that's also why you want those omega-3s also. It just helps. And guys, when you're, when you're eating, you want to do a few things. You want to be mindful, right? You want to be um, mindful of not overeating. You also want to be mindful in your preparation and your planning. Uh, we, we tend to eat poorly when we don't plan appropriately. So if you're just going out and getting groceries when you're hungry, when you need to get them, that's the first stage of not planning appropriately, right? You want to make sure you have a plan. Like, what do you want to eat? Why do you want to eat that way? And that's, that's why, you know, why do you want to eat this? We usually start every show with why are we talking about this? Like, why is it important? But like, why is it that you want to eat the certain way that you want to eat? And once you know that, then you start planning for it. So um, that's all part, you know, of being mindful of your consumption overall. And then when you actually do start eating, um, you know, like, like consider, you know, the, the mindful aspect of not shoving food down your gullet, but just like eating slowly and chewing and, and, and tasting your food. And I promise you, I was that guy shoving food down my gullet. And I do still do, do that sometimes. <laughs> but when I'm doing that, I'm much more likely to say, all right, all right, Ryan, let, let's, let's just, you know, think, slow down here and just enjoy the food because you only get to eat this once. And why are you doing this? You're not starving. So it's just, it's really interesting. I, I think it's probably when I was younger, uh, I had something to do with that, with just the way I would always be encouraged to eat uh, quickly and how I liked eating quickly too, which is kind of a combination of those things. But mindful eating, guys, is absolutely huge. And guys, alcohol. Um, I mean, you know, I like a beer and a cider, and I've talked about that uh, on the show. And I, I do know, I recognize that there is no quality benefit of alcohol. It just helps in the very, very moment of feeling a little better, but you always feel worse afterwards. I mean, you eat poorly. 
and it doesn't help with your sleep. It doesn't help um, with one. Like when you're eat, drinking a beer, you don't want to eat a salad. You want to eat pizza and wings or chips or something, right? Fries. Like <laughs> that's what you want to eat. So you're, you're, you're drinking uh, your alcohol consumption definitely plays into that. And so how does, so, so we want to obviously take note of that too, when you're talking about nutrition, but how does cannabis fit in all of this? Well, you know, again, these shows are not going to be solely focused on cannabis. We've done all of these topics in different ways that are focused in cannabis throughout the 200 plus episodes we've had, but cannabis does play a part here. And when I was going through this process of really optimizing and looking to optimize my food intake, what I found was that, um, cannabis does two things. If you need to eat more, uh, it will help you do that through the munchies, excuse me, or the quote unquote munchies, right? And um, that's one way, but it, it, let's say you eat too much. You know, CBD is a moderator at the end of the day. Cannabis itself plugs into the endocannabinoid system to moderate your cravings, to moderate your daily habits. And what I found is that uh, cannabis definitely did that for me. Can- we talk about mindful eating and conscious eating, that's what cannabis helped me do. Cannabis helped me taste the food, helped me appreciate the food, um, and and be mindful of how much I was actually eating. And so uh, that's it. That is, that is why I think in general, and there's so much more that goes into that, but in general, I think, you know, when we're talking about eating and we're talking about aging, we're talking about being fit, um, it got, has to start with quality nutrition. Nutrition affects your your movement. It affects your exercise. It affects your your sleep, um, and and it affects your motivation, how you feel mentally and emotionally. What you put in is who you are, uh, and, and so be mindful of that. And and as you're being mindful of that, consider the fact that you know a, a nice cannabis supplement that is paired uh, nicely with that mindset of healthy living. Um, like a balanced or a high CBD supplement for sure is a way to assist in that process effectively. And I've seen that. Um, and you, you're going to have to play with it the way it works best for you individually. But uh, we, again, we have a lot of content that will help you do that. Um, and we'll always, you know, we're coming back here with more stuff as well. But um, it does take trial and error, but these are the things to think about, right? So anyways, guys, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, this is a start first of many. Um, I promise I wouldn't keep these too long. And uh, so I just wanted to say thank you. If you guys have any questions, we have updated the website as well. Uh, go to thecannabisc.com or you can reach out to us at thecannabisc at gmail.com. You can also see us on Instagram at thecannabisc. Uh, everything is the thecannabisc. But, um, you know, there's there's going to be more coming from the thecannabisc. And, uh, and uh, this is just the first start of it. So Thank you, guys. I hope you're having a great week, and I cannot wait to see you again on another awesome Fittest at 40 episode next week. We're going to be diving into one of these other content topics, and I cannot wait to do so. Thank you guys so much for going on this journey with me, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.